Ryan Fleming can help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Pilot's Advisor today. Walter Storholt alongside Ryan Fleming of Retire Pilots, serving you worldwide and online at retirepilots.com. On today's show, we're going to talk about moving your retirement goalposts. Is it worth the risk involved? We'll explain a little bit more about that in a few moments. But Ryan, welcome to the show once again. Good to uh, be chatting with you again. How are you? Walter, thanks for having me on the show. You know, I have that uh, nice radio voice, so it's good to do a podcast. I hate being on uh, on camera. I do a, a monthly hangar talk with my clients, and I, I just absolutely hate being on camera. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, I think, you know, you're, we're always our own worst critic. Yeah. And so I just look at myself on video and I'm like, who is that fat bald guy? Oh my my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's not true. That's not true. But I know what you mean. It's sometimes it's just, it's it's more to worry about when you turn the camera on, right? Like how, how you look, what the background is. When we do podcasts, Ryan, sometimes just, you know, because of the nature of uh, the, the schedule of flying all around and doing different things, usually I'll just get a text like, hey, you want to record something real quick? And boom, we pop on and do it. So that's a nice way to go about it sometimes. Much easier. No, no different than Zoom. You should have seen my – I had a couple of meetings today, and my Zoom outfits today were awesome. Nice. I had a uh, – you know, it was a nice collared shirt, button-up collared shirt, but then I had sweatpants. And that's then perfect. like footies. And uh, I was bragging to my wife as she was putting on her flight suit and heading on to base. I was like, check out the Zoom outfit today, baby. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I don't think I've worn pants. Um, whoa, 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 Walter. We, we, I, our I've listeners worn, don't want to hear this. I've worn shorts. Okay, hold on. Let me finish the sentence. I've worn shorts. but I don't know when the last time I wore long pants were uh, on on any work day, actually. So. Uh, yeah. the, the full remote work has its advantages. Which, which, by the way, Walter, I don't know if our listeners know this. We've talked about it a little bit, but you moved to Colorado here recently. How's that going? We're settling in nicely. We got into some snowboarding while we've been out here through the winter, so that's been really fun. Looking forward to doing some hiking when it warms up and uh, maybe maybe trying to climb a 14er or two this year. So that could be a goal and, and something kind of fun to get into. So. Yeah, we've really been uh, really been enjoying it. So, leading the more active lifestyle, just as we sort of were uh, were intending to do, and getting adventurous and new part of the country. My folks just visited recently for their first visit out this way. They'd never been to Colorado before, and oh, good. so yeah, got the got Dad some snow, which he was really excited to see, and uh, yeah, very very cool. So, well, hopefully you guys have some uh, good uh, lotion because uh, I don't know if you've got your body's gotten used to how dry it is out there, but I remember. Uh, it took a while for my body to get used to that. And yes. then now when I go out and visit their in-laws, my body's not used to it at all anymore. Yeah, my mom was like, I, I've gone through like three bottles of lotion since being here just for one week. I was like, yeah, I can I can understand that. I just let my body suffer. I don't actually try to <laughs> do anything to combat it. I just force it, adapt or die. And uh, it adapted. My lips were, I've noticed I've had to be more careful with like chicken wings and buffalo wings. Oh, yeah. The lips just can't handle the spice like they used to be able to. So I guess the dryness like amplifies the spiciness of a buffalo wing. So I, I, have, to go sure. all, I have to go all mild now. Well, that and, uh, I, you know, obviously you have to push the hydration there or else it'll yep. just suck it out of you. And then the best part about it, and, of course, we're going to get a little graphic here on the podcast. Uh-oh. So all you, all, all those listeners out there that get offended or can't handle this, but we're going to talk about boogers. <laughs> And we used to call it the Colorado boogers. It is the best boogers ever. 
Oh my gosh, we have taken a turn. You are not yeah. the first person to mention that, so it is definitely a thing. I've heard, oh. had a few different people talk about it. Yeah, I'll come out there and my body's not used to it anymore. I'll go blow my nose and I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Connie asks me all the time, are you sick? And I'm like, no, I think it's just part of living here. <laughs> yeah. yeah you'll, your body will eventually get used to it. I, mean, I was out there for you know four years and yeah. and you got used to it. But now when I go out there, I, I realize the pain that my, my family members were dealing with when they'd come visit for the weekend. Oh, my goodness. All right. Anyway, sorry. We're doing a podcast. Ooh, Where are we? Off of Booger yeah. Talk. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm the king of segues here, Ryan, but I don't know how we can uh, how we can transition from boogers to retirement conversation. But Well, there's a lot of listeners that appreciated that because there's a lot of uh, Air Force <laughs> Academy grads that are clients or I'm listeners. I'm sure they're chuckling So they would appreciate us. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe our, okay, our longtime on. East Coast listeners have no idea what in the world we're getting at with it. But. <laughs> In any event, hey, as you remove boogers from your nose, perhaps, have you ever thought about moving some of your retirement goals and changing those up a little bit? Look at, look at that transition. There's the segue. One of the weirder ones I've ever done, but there it is. Uh, do you ever feel like your retirement planning goals are always moving? If so, you're not alone because we have found that people often move the goalposts on their own when it comes to retirement planning. And unfortunately, this is often to their own detriment. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to do a deep dive into the psychology of retirement planning and the dangers of moving the goalposts. Doesn't mean it's always wrong, but do we need to pay a little bit more attention to this? That's what we're going to talk about. We got four main points to talk about today. The first one, Ryan, is how much cash do I need? Do you see people moving that goalpost a lot? And what are the dangers of doing so? Um, yeah, I absolutely do. And I, and I think this is one of the biggest problems I deal with is people that are hoarding cash and we call it going broke very, very safely. Because not only is that money sitting there not doing anything for them, they're actually losing 8% right now with that money sitting there. And, and what I battle with is people like to have an emergency fund, which I get, you know, and we have the whole Dave Ramsey conversation. I need this many months of an emergency fund and certain books say six months of an emergency fund. But imagine this, where you have enough money in a taxable investment account, a liquid account, where at some point, that is your security. That is your emergency funds. It is still liquid. And I would much rather have a person leveraging their money and letting it work for them versus having this money pile up in their checking or savings when we know in this inflation environment, you're losing money. And in the industry, we like to call it going broke very, very safely. Well, that's great. And I think that makes a lot of sense to kind of highlight that as one of our main points here of moving those goalposts, changing the plan. It's one thing if this is prescribed, right? Like if, if things happen in the world around us and we say, hey, we want to change our goal. We want to move this target a little bit. It's another thing if it's happening sort of willy-nilly. Well, and that's what it is. I mean, we said, you know, it reminds me of goal, goal setting when you talk about moving the goalposts because it's like, well, if I ever got to the point where I made this each month, I'd be set. I'd be good. And then as soon as you get there, you move the goalposts and say, mm -hmm. well, actually, it needs to be this. And I don't mind it when it's a goal-setting type thing where you're trying to push yourself and be more aggressive to, to get to a better level. Unfortunately, with retirement planning, I feel like it's the exact opposite where it's always an excuse of why I can't do this, why I can't do that, why I'm not ready to invest. And that's hurting people, which I don't like. And, and it's, it reminds me of the Dave Ramsey comment procrastination is the worst form of self-sabotage. 
Mm. I think that's huge and something to think about because uh, you mentioned it being okay when you're really pushing the limits on something, but maybe when it's something that's foundational, that's where we got to really be careful of moving the goalposts. And it leads perfectly into kind of item number two on our list of the getting serious about saving. And then people are always saying next year, like, ah, this year's not good, but next year I'll start saving X amount of dollars. I'll hit that next goal next year. Always sort of a reason not to do something in the moment, right? Oh my God, it's the worst. And you know, I think I, I think that this is a factor of us just not having enough personal finance uh, classes in in our schools, or not teaching about compounding interest. And it's a broke mindset. I I honestly feel like I deal with a lot of my clients right now where I'm trying to change the mindset, and I know it's it's changed over time. You know, from the the way we were where we didn't buy anything unless we had cash for it. You know, cash is king. But over time and through education, we've realized that leveraging your money is the best way to build long-term wealth. And so when there's always a, oh, well, I'll invest next month, or once I get this paid off, then I'll think about doing that. And the whole problem is 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 that never really happens. And so I don't care. And I, and I have this conversation with my clients. It's a little bit of tough love and I call it tough love. I don't care if it's $50 a month or if it's $5,000 a month, set something up that's automated to force the discipline. Because the biggest problem we have is lack of discipline and procrastination. So if you can take that out of the equation and pay yourself first, you'll be amazed at how much better your life looks and what your retirement picture looks like 10 10 years later. Hey, if you're ready to have clarity and thrive in your retirement, you're in the right place, and I've got another resource for you to check out. Go to retirepilots.com and look right there on the homepage. You'll be able to click Get My Free Toolkit. What this is going to do is help you get for free Ryan's Retirement Toolkit. This is going to include his two books, The Pilot's Advisor and Pilot's Retire Early, revealing the nine critical decisions when retiring and the seven lessons to save your retirement. Not only does it include the books, but lots of other goodies packed into this free toolkit that'll be sent to you ASAP. It's a great starting place for any pilot to begin their retirement journey. Go to retirepilots.com. I should reduce my risk like this often happens <laughs> when people kind of have that as a goal and then it gets kicked down the road a little bit for one reason or the other. What, what are the reasons usually? This is a great conversation right now because pilots are type A and they want all of their, they, what, they want their cake and they want to eat it too. And what I mean by that is they want all of the upside in the market and none of the downside. And so when we're in a corrected market like we are now, so we're in a market that's had a big correction and we're, we're in a bear market. Well, this is when they want to talk about reducing their risk. And the problem is if your portfolio is already taken a big hit and now you want to reduce your risk, you're really just hurting yourself you know, much, much worse because as the, the market recovers, now you're not going to participate in that upside potential when it takes off again. And so Unfortunately, and this is human behavior, nobody when the market's going up and it's really, really great, do they say, I'm making way too much money right now and we really need to pull the throttles back. I really want to reduce my risk. But the reality is that's when you need to reduce your risk in a a time like that or not right before you end up in retirement. Because unfortunately, 
if you don't plan a couple years out and then you retire in a market like this where you're having to liquidate your 401k for income when you don't want to and you don't have any safe assets and you might be outside of your risk tolerance, now we have a, a big problem that could drastically change the retirement picture that you might have. So unfortunately, a lot of these things we need to to make these decisions in a prudent manner and not during a market that induces fear or greed, you know, when the market's good or the market's bad. All right, Ryan, we have one more to talk about here as we move the goalposts, what the detriments are to doing so, some of the risks involved, and that's picking a retirement date. I've kind of seen uh, seen my parents go through this actually recently where dad's ready to, to pick that date. He keeps wanting to move it forward. Mom keeps wanting to move it backward, and so they're battling it. It's not just one person causing the problem, but they're both moving it in opposite directions and battling over where that date's going to be and trying to settle on it. So kind of funny to see that play out. Why is this such a – it doesn't seem like that big of a deal to move it one direction or the other a little bit, but uh, you've seen it in practice. What problems <laughs> can it cause? i got to laugh again because this is a great one for pilots. Okay. I've never met – I've never, well, actually, we're going to talk about a couple things here, Walter. I might have to digress, but okay, people will please, enjoy please. it. Okay, please, please. The show um, is at its best for, when you digress. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So, so, you know, FedEx in our last contract, the contract passed by like maybe like 51%, okay? And I haven't met one person that voted yes for this contract. Every single person voted no. Anybody you talk to is a no vote. And nobody, I, can't, I haven't got one person that said, oh, yeah, I voted yes for that contract. And what's funny about that is when we're talking about picking a retirement date, every single pilot I talk to says they're going to retire early. They're going to retire at 59. They're going to retire at 62. And they're going to retire after the next contract. And it's just so funny because pilots are all the same. They, they will kick the can down the street and most of them will go all the way up till 65, even though they've been touting for the last three to four to five years that they're going to retire early. And it's just, it's just pilots. It's, it's just so funny. And uh, so I, I get your parents going back and forth and talking about that. But I will say this. I will say that working an extra year does have a big effect on your retirement planning simply because that's one more year of you not starting to withdraw income and money from that 401k, also getting more contributions from the company that's going into your 401k, maybe not having to pay for for medical expenses or healthcare, you know, because it's still being employed by paid by the employer. So with the job we have as as airline pilots, I would actually very much consider not retiring early but pulling the throttles back, working less, working a lot less, taking more time but still slowly getting your spouse or significant other used to you being home a little bit more cuz I have this conversation all the time and you know when I become a marriage counselor that she doesn't, she or he, but she doesn't like you that much. You've been gone half the month for the last 25 years, and I know you pretty well, and you're not, not easy to live with. So ease back into that whole retirement thing and give each other a chance. And also, I would say that uh, uh, it's, it's not easy for either person to transition into that where you guys are used to having half the month doing your own thing. So not only uh, picking a retirement date, but just getting your family used to and being able to have you around all the time is a it's a big transition. Well, there you have it, moving the goalposts, uh, particularly dangerous for any retiree, but sounds like pilots are maybe extra exposed to this risk. So glad we were able to tackle the conversation today about this because it sounds like it probably hits home for a lot of people listening today, Ryan. 
I, I would think so. I hope so. I feel like I, you know, talked a little bit too much there, but no. it's definitely a, con- a funny yeah. conversation to see the different uh, personalities and and uh, what actually happens as you get near the end of retirement. And you know, Walter, it's a tough thing because your life has been defined by, hey, I'm this or I'm that. And if you've been working a certain job or you've been a pilot for for thirty years, actually hanging it up and going into retirement's a big, big deal. It's a big transition. That's a great point, Ryan. Absolutely. And sometimes we can't get out of our own way. You know, often it's not somebody else moving the goalposts. And in these examples, you see, it's often us. <laughs> We're moving our own goalposts around. And uh, we sometimes we need that external force, that external help to keep us on the right track or nudge us back in the right direction and uh, kind of challenge us a little bit on these things and understand the consequences of these various actions. So if that sounds like you, you have a little bit of trouble keeping those goalposts, keeping those uh, commitments uh, to some of the these plans when it comes to your financial life and your retirement. Tom Brady. Uh, uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, is a great example. Is, are, are we truly done? We don't know. You know, that's that's a great point. Uh, are we going to see that happen in your financial life? It's okay if it does, but we need to understand all the consequences of it. So, reach out to Ryan if you have any questions. You can call or text him directly at eight four three four seven five thirty thirty eight and set up a time to chat. That's eight four three four seven five. 3038 or go to retirepilots.com. That's retirepilots.com. You can download the retirement toolkit, specific help and guidance for pilots as you plan for retirement and access all sorts of other great resources as well. That's retirepilots.com. And we'll link to that in the description of today's show. Ryan, thanks for all the help. And we'll look forward to chatting with you on a future episode. Thanks so much, Walter. And enjoy those Colorado boogers. What an episode. What an episode, folks. There you go. No other way to end that one. We'll see you next time. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.